What's up, everybody? Welcome back to my podcast. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode and just choosing to spend the next couple of minutes with me. But today, you're not just spending it with me. I have a special guest here. I'm back. back. I'm back. I'm Kendall. I am Michaela's older sister. I've been on here once. I don't remember what episode number it was, but I was here and we talked about non-negotiables and you finally made time for me to come back. We've tried it a couple times and uh hasn't worked, yeah. but here we are. Yeah, so I've got Kendall back today. Um, also, Kendall, that episode that we did, I think that one is either tied or it's like right under for like my most listened podcast. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for your contribution. I really appreciate it. But- I've got Kendall here today and we're going to talk about something. I gave Kendall this prompt maybe 20 minutes ago and I told her what we were going to be talking about. Um, And this kind of hit me last night, actually, when we were at, as at City. And I don't know why I just started thinking about it. I heard a lot growing up, like, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's all about him, which like, yes, is true. Like it is like my life is all about him. It's really not about me. Like I don't want to live a life where I'm serving myself. Like everything is about him. But I think it's, yes, we should acknowledge that it is all about him. But what do we do with our mindset when it's all about him, but we're still focusing on desires or different things that maybe we want? Because I think that it's true that it's not about me. It's about him. But also we were created with feelings and desires. So how do we balance both? So I told Kendall that I said, this is what we're going to talk about. How do you feel about it? And she said, I love it. Let's do it. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, Kendall, do you want to, like, kick us off? Do you have anything at first that you're like, this is already how I feel about it? Dang, no pressure. Um, No, I love this topic. And uh, the church that we go to, Amplify, uh, they did a series. Our pastor, Jason Howard, did a series. It was probably a couple of years ago at this point. And it's probably one of my favorite series that we ever did as a church. And I feel like I constantly go back to it in moments where I get a little bit distracted or I get in my own way, like all that kind of stuff. I constantly go back to it. And the whole premise of it was like, will it be about me or will it be about more? And um, I, I don't know. I just love the idea of that. And like I said, I think that there are things that can happen in life, things that you have to deal with or things you have to heal from or things that you need to go through and experience and all that kind of stuff that it could be really easy to forget about how life is about to be more or how it's meant to be about more than just us you know um but ultimately it's like what an honor it is that our life gets to be about more and I mean just to kind of kick off just where I've even been at I think that you know I've been in a lot of different job changes over the past few months and I'm at a job right now that isn't necessarily my favorite and I I shared this with our team the other day that I can go into work and I can choose to be like I'm just going to be frustrated because I don't want to be here or I'm going to show up late because I don't want to get here early or I can have an attitude when people are being nasty to me, like all of those things. 
Or I can see it as an opportunity of for the next four hours, for the next five or six hours, I have the amazing opportunity to come in contact with so many people that may not know Jesus. And so kind of just making my prayer like every morning and even just praying as I'm going throughout my shift, like praying as I'm like at the grocery store, just like making more of my life about praying throughout the day to really be asking God, like, what are the opportunities that I can have to share Jesus with people, whether I'm specifically saying his name or whether I'm just being loving and patient and kind of people that maybe just need that um and just praying as I'm going into my shifts or going into whatever situation and just being like God I myself I do not have the strength or the patience or the kindness to do it all on my own but I know that if I just give to the end of myself that you are going to pour into me um and that you are going to overflow from that situation then it could be about more than just me and what I'm feeling in that mo like in that moment and it can actually be about more I think for me, when I think about that in this whole topic, I think sometimes it's really hard to live in this because it's like I have this truth. My truth is that my life is not about me. It's all about him. No matter what happens, I only want his will to be done in my life, like not my own. I only want his. And the truth is that like, yes, everything that I do, I want to be about him. But what do I do when I have that knowledge and that truth that it's all about him? But there's also things that I'm hoping for or believing for. And the reality is those things might happen and they might not. Of course, what I want is for those things to happen. But it's like I also have this truth that it's not about me. So it's like how do I unpack those emotions and unpack those feelings? And how do I cope with those that like it's okay to want things and desire things but also still having the truth of like, it's not about me. I think to put it like really specifically or like really practically, like if somebody had a desire to get married or to have a child, it's like, well, we're not necessarily promised those things. Some people don't have children. Some people don't get married. You know what I mean? So it's like, we may want these things, but it's like, the truth is that that might not happen. Is it okay for me to even grieve those things and grieve the idea of me not living a life with those things because I know that it's all about him. So it's like, how do we manage that like grief that that might not be our reality, but it is at the end of the day, all about him. It's like, how do we, how do we have both? Because I think there can be a lot of shame around like Christians who are like, well, I know that my life should be about him. So I feel, I feel angry that I'm even upset about me being upset that this might not be my reality. No, I think that that's a really good point. And I think that that's, really real for a lot of people um I think it's really real for everybody because it's we're human beings you know and we can only see what we see you know like we can get so caught up in those things and not to downplay like what people have gone through but I also think like in the bible like it like it doesn't say like it's wrong to grieve or that it's wrong to like be brokenhearted but it says like that God is with us in those moments that he is weeping with us and that he sees those things and I think that um I think ultimately there is a reason that we have certain passions on our hearts you know but I think that it it also it's really our choice of what we do with them and I think that a couple of years ago not a couple of years ago, probably around the time that I gave my life to Jesus, that there were all these things that I was really passionate about and I didn't really know what each of them was. And, um, I shared like briefly, like with the team the other day too, that 
and I don't know who quoted it or who exactly said it, but like, okay, if all of my prayers were answered, would just my life look different or would the world look different? But I also think like I've taken it to a different step of, okay, if all of my dreams came true, if all the things that I was really passionate about, if all of those things like came about, whose lives would look different? And ultimately like, like I said, like what an honor it is that we get to be partnered with the creator of the universe. Like what an honor it is that like he wants to use us. Yeah. That like he doesn't need to use us, that he can work outside of what human beings can do, but like he wants to do it with us. And so if I have dreams on my heart, knowing it is not just I who live, but it is Christ that lives within me. And so how is my life going to look like Am I going to have an eternity mindset? Am I going to be kingdom minded? Because like as Christians, like that's what we believe. We believe in like eternity. We believe in heaven and hell. And if I'm looking at people and I'm saying, I'm just going to make my life about me today. How many people could have been impacted if I would have made my life about more? And how many people could have gotten to know what eternity is going to look like for them? And so like that heaviness where it's like, it's not ours to carry and beat ourselves up over every single day but it's like man what is my life going to be about and am I going to use the things that I'm passionate about and like how I'm so sorry I'm talking a lot but like everybody has a different testimony and everybody has like different things like there are people that you can experience or like that you can come across that have a different testimony than you or you can encounter people that have a very similar testimony but maybe they have different passions and how we have the amazing opportunity to use each of those individual differences to like touch so many different parts of the world and so many different groups and um and so like I was saying like I really started evaluating all these things that I was passionate about a couple of years ago and not just saying okay what does that look like for me but what does that look like for eternity and um there are a couple of different things like even uh like you know like I participated in dress for a really long time and I think that I mean no matter what like that's going to be something that like if I'm like really passionate about seeing people that are freed from modern day slavery and sex trafficking, am I just going to be passionate about it by myself? Or am I going to say, okay, what are active steps that I can take so that it can make a difference in people's lives? And so for that, like that looked like year after year after year where I was just fundraising and like bringing people along with me, like on a team. And, um, like just knowing like the impact that that can make. But if I'm just passionate about like, oh, I want this to happen. Like, yes, like I can pray about it. And I do believe that things can change through like me praying about it. But also what can I actively do to raise awareness or what can I actively do to like point people to Jesus and not just be like, oh, I'm passionate about this, but it's just like, I'm passionate about myself. Um, So I think that when we have those dreams and those passions on our hearts that don't necessarily turn out how we want them to, because that does happen in its life. But I do think that there is a reason why God puts that passion on our heart in the first place. And so if they aren't happening the way that we want them to, what are we asking of the Lord? Like, are we just saying like, and yes, like grieve and process and, and deal with all of those things. Cause there are big things that don't happen that we want the way that we want them to, but really saying like, okay, God, if this is not happening right now, what do you want to do in this season with that passion? Like if you like, if you have placed this passion on my heart to be a mother, but I'm not a mother yet, what in this season, like, can I use that passion for? And, um, I think that there are ways that God will, I know that there are ways that God will use that even before it happens the way that you want it to, even if it doesn't happen the way that you want it to. But basically just saying like, he is still good 
and I still want him to use my life and all of those things that I'm really passionate about and knowing that he can even if it doesn't look like what we had expected or what we wanted to because ultimately if I'm only wanting God to do what I want him to then I'm really worshiping a fake God and I'm just worshiping like my idea of what he's meant to be and I'm not letting him reveal who he actually is and how he's actually meant to work in and through my life. I think that there was okay so a couple months ago I was talking to Graham actually and I don't know if I told you this but she said something that in the moment like shifted my perspective so we were just like talking and catching up and she so for most of you guys don't know but our grandmother is paralyzed from like the waist down like cannot walk and has been that way for 10 years I think for quite some time and it was like literally out of nowhere that just happened like it it was like this freak thing just happened anyway she hasn't been able to walk for like basically 10 years now and I was talking to her and she was like yeah you know like I would love to walk one day and like get up and run and dance she's like and I believe that like the Lord can definitely do that but I don't know if he needs to she's like so I have this like belief that like yeah I know he can but does he need me to walk for him to accomplish his purpose and I was like I seriously just got the chills even now just saying that when she said that I was driving and I my jaw just dropped I was like oh my gosh like this is somebody who literally has not been able to walk for years and that has majorly impacted her life and she could have taken that and been like angry at the Lord or like I can't believe he took away my ability to walk and I think again it's been 10 years so how easy is it for her to be like well if God wanted to do it by now he would have done it but she still has this like strong belief that like no I know the Lord can like he absolutely can but I don't know if he needs to and that just put things into perspective for me there's certain things that I'm believing for in my life and I'm like yes I have this awareness that like he can do that in a moment like he can change anything and he can do those things that I'm believing for but does he need to because at the end of the day if I am living my life for him and it's all about him then I need to like submit that to him Lord you don't need me to do that to accomplish your will then you won't and yeah that might be a hard pill for me to swallow but like he is already destined what he needs to do through me what he needs to do will happen and I think that as hard as that is for me right now to picture and, and there's so many other things too like that's just like one example but there's so many other things and that people are believing for and like wanting for but it's like at the end of the day if we're living our lives for like him and truly believing that everything in my life is only about him then like what he needs to happen will happen and like I get to be delighted in that or I get to be aggravated and angry about that and like yeah it is a really hard thing to deal with because it's like how do I acknowledge these passions and desires that he's put in me and then live a life without them because it's like well why would he put that in me in the first place if that like wasn't what he wanted to do and there was I think I've shared this before but there was this revelation that the Lord gave me a few years ago that like basically he's not going to dangle anything in front of my face to rip it out and there's a verse in Matthew that talks about it and I've talked about this before and it's crazy because actually he gave me that revelation like a couple years ago this past year when I was in Dallas I was at upper room the one night this is kind of off topic but I think it's just so cool so I want to share it I was at upper room and it was just so cool because like I 
think it was actually Elissa Smith who has like who does like the handlebar podcast and like goes there anyway it was her she was like getting these words for people and got this like crazy like specific word for somebody who wasn't even in the room it was somebody's like friend it, it was crazy anyway she also got this word she was like I don't know why I just feel like I have to like say like he's not gonna like dangle something in front of your face to rip it away and Alyssa and I looked at each other and we're like are you kidding like how specific is that but anyway I say that to say like he's not gonna dangle something in front of your face to be like hey wouldn't this be nice for you to have it and then rip it away and I think sometimes though like I want to say that but I think sometimes though that's how it feels for us lord why would you put that desire in me for me to not have that it feels like you were dangling that in front of my face what is a good way to process that lord I have this desire but it's like not your will like how do we go about that oh this is hard I mean, I think ultimately like seeking him first and then knowing that everything will will like overflow from that, like that everything like that you are meant to have and that is meant to be in your life or that you are meant to do will overflow from you seeking him first. And I think that the more that we seek things over him, um, then that's when I think that it makes life harder. And like there have been so many different things in my life that I've been like, oh, I'm really passionate about that or that's something that I want. And I've seeked that over him. And then it leads to more and more heartache because I'm trying to play God and I'm trying to make things happen in my life when really it's like I'm just supposed to be present with him and in the waiting room with him and just letting him do whatever he wants to do in that season. Like I said, like just praying about like, okay, God, like if this passion is here, what do you, what do you want done with it right now? Um, and I think that there have even been things where I've, I think definitely like when I first became a Christian, I really just studied scripture or viewed God just out of my emotions and not really out of truth. And so I was making him like this God that I wanted him to be. And it's like, he, like he is like, a God who takes care of our emotions. And so it's not like that has to be so far removed from us, but that's not what our faith is meant to be built on of just the, just the emotional things. And when I would be going through things, I would just always be going to scripture for comfort and just to find the words that would fit the situation that I was going through. And, um, I feel like in my own Bible time over the past like two years has changed so much because I think, like I said earlier, like I don't want him to just be the God that like I prefer but I want him like I want his fullness like I want to know fully like who he is and in the moments where I'm going through heartache or in the moment where the moments where things aren't exactly going in the way that I had thought that they would I stopped just reading scripture that was going to just comfort me in that moment because ultimately like okay like I uh, just started reading in Mark but I just was reading in Matthew and then was reading in Luke and John and so I've been going through the gospels and just really like deep diving in them and um, when I would go through things like as I was reading through those I wouldn't just go to like a psalm or something like that that was just going to comfort me in that moment but I would say okay I really just need to seek him right now and not just seek comfort for what I'm going through because ultimately in me seeking him those things will be added like comfort will be added and me knowing that he is a healer and and a provider like all of the things that I need in this moment will be added but I'll also get I get a fresh revelation of who he is as I just go to scripture and not just trying to find who I want him to be in that moment, but really finding like more of who he is. And, um, I think even just like prayer, like praying through those things, I think is so powerful. And I think that, um, I shared this, I think I shared this with you, like 
when we were driving up from Texas and we were talking about like disappointment and how we handle those things. And I shared how, um, I used to always read like the story of like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego as like, uh, I, I think there was just like a fresh revelation that God gave me when I was reading it, like around that time. And it's when they're saying like, uh, like they're basically telling, like being told like, okay, you're being thrown into this furnace and like because you won't worship these other gods and they're like i we're not serving these other gods and worshiping these other gods but we believe that if you throw us in the furnace like he is going to take care of us and that like everything will be okay but even if like we still will not bow down to these other gods because we believe that our god is true and our god is real and in this moment where their life is being threatened like they're being thrown into a furnace they're saying like even if and i think that it changed like the way that I would pray things because I think that I used to pray out of like a covering of like, a, okay, well, if it doesn't happen, then like I'm protecting God when really it's like God doesn't need me to protect him. Yeah. Like he's, he's literally the creator of the universe. Like he is like the, there is no one like him and he doesn't need me to try to protect him. But like me just praying just to try to protect, like it, it just, I, like I said, like it wasn't me actually praying to who God actually is. It was like me trying to make God what I wanted him to be in that moment and like that idea of uh even if like I don't think that it's wrong to pray and even if but I love that in that moment like they're praying and they're saying like even if not out of doubt not out of trying to cover for God if it didn't happen how they had wanted or expected but it's an even if of saying like I know that he is still good and it's not that I'm trying to cover him, but it is me declaring to you that my life is worth giving because I believe who he is and I believe that he is good and I believe that he is going to do like what he wants to do in this moment. And so I think our prayers just need to be real. Like our prayers just need to be bold, but they also need to be ones of uh, like, okay, even if it doesn't go how I want it to, like I know that he's still going to do something like that he is still still God even if it doesn't look like what I want I don't know if that makes sense but that just kind of it shows a sovereignty you know of like even if this doesn't happen how I thought it would because I know that you're sovereign I know it worked out how it needed to okay I'm gonna shift this a little bit um we had talked about this again on the same drive up from texas i'm in the beginning of the year but what's the difference between believing for something and having an expectation and then by having an expectation are we limiting him to that expectation so what is your view upon like having healthy expectations of the lord or should we just not have any at all um that's a really interesting point i think that you asking me like okay what's the difference between like believing for something and like expecting something i think that me in my head i would think of believing for something is like believing that he can do it whereas an expectation would be like oh he's going to do this exactly how i want like does that make sense i think that that's like how i would view it or at least from you just asking me that question like right now i would kind of view it in that way um okay hold on let me make it let me give you a scenario if somebody is believing for healing is my level of faith should it turn into an expectation or just like I believe he can but is my faith not strong enough if I don't expect him to do it does that make sense um I think that in the case of like healing like and who knows it could just be because you're just asking this right now and I didn't have like a whole bunch of time but I think that if you're saying like okay if somebody's just believing just for healing um 
what is their expectation I think that it would be like okay are you believing for healing and expecting it to look like this way or are you believing for healing and expecting him to heal and so I think that I think that at least for me and this was something that I like regularly have prayed like over the past few years like going into service when I'm leading worship or going into a night where we have like our college ministry like just kind of just praying God would you just replace my expectations with what you want to do um and it's not wrong to like expect certain things but if I'm expecting like specific things am I going to be disappointed when they don't turn out exactly how I want them to and like I said it's not trying to cover for him if it doesn't go how I want it to but I try to make it more broad or even just pray like God like as I have these expectations would you replace them with what you want to do would my eyes be opened in the moments that you want to do certain things so that not just for me to be able to see all of the all of the things for myself but for me to be able to be like for my eyes to be able to be open to be obedient of when he wants me to move or like when he wants to use me in certain things um but I think like you said kind of based on just based on healing I would say like if I was going into something and I'm believing for healing my expectation can't be oh, I want healing right now. And so it's going to mean like, okay, say I had a broken foot and I was going to the altar to like receive prayer. Like I'm believing for healing or even like, okay, like in Graham's case, like where she's, she has believed for healing, but her expectation is not, oh, that I'm going to necessarily like walk or be able to dance right now. But she knows that in the sight of eternity, that there will be a day that like her expectation is like, okay, will her her body will be healed and that she'll be able to be in heaven like dancing and um just like enjoying that and it's not like there's going to be that she's going up to heaven and she's in a wheelchair you know what I mean um and so it's something that she has believed for but her expectation is maybe right now the healing that she's believing for is emotional healing or mental healing and it's not really the healing that she had expected um, but having like an eternity mindset. Yeah, I think it's kind of different to like have an expectation. Okay, so if we're still t- talking about healing, like, okay, I can expect him to heal, but not limiting him to my idea of my expectation. I think there's a difference there. I think it's not wrong to have an expectation, but I think that when we are expecting it to happen exactly like how we think, then I think that could be really tricky because again, like he can see what we can. So if it worked out how I wanted it to, would it actually be for my good or is it just for like my desire? You know what I mean? Like, what is it? What is the end result? Is it actually for me? Um, but I think that again, like that point that you said about, it's not about me. It's about more. I think that's something that people can like take and make it like applicable. And that could be like when you are struggling with Lord, I know this is not about me, but what do I do because this desire that you've put on my heart does feel so heavy. And again, like I know it's not about me. Like, so even if this doesn't happen, like I know you're still good because this is all about you and everything in my life is all about you. It's not about me. So let me not make anything selfish, but also I think that, okay, if you are living a life for Jesus, you can't really make it about you. So even somebody who wanted, let's put it back into the perspective of somebody who is desiring a relationship or to have a family are you desiring that for you just for what you can gain out of that? Or like if we're talking about marriage, are you desiring that so you can further the kingdom through your marriage? You know what I mean? And I feel like if it is, 
if that is your desire to do this, Lord, I have this desire um, to have a family because I want you to get glory from it. And I want to raise children who are going to raise up other people as well. You know, it, then that isn't about us. So I think it's, we could get caught up in this shame of like, well, I feel like I'm making this all about me, but like, no, because I know it's not about me. And I know this desire, the end result of that is not about me. Like it's to further the kingdom. And if that is through a marriage or if that is through a family or if that's through a business, then like it is about him. Yeah. I just wanted to get your perspective on that today of like, what do we do? Because we know, like, I know this isn't about me, but like, but sometimes I have these desires and like, are they about me? And like, what do I do if they don't happen? So thank you for sharing. I just wanted to pick your brain and I hope this like opened some people's eyes or maybe like cleared some things up for them. Maybe some questions that they had or like, I feel like this is wrong or I feel like I shouldn't feel this way or I feel shame around this or like, what does the Lord even think about this? I hope that this kind of like maybe made it a little bit clearer for somebody as well. So Kendall, do you have anything to say before we wrap up oh she does she said hand me the mic of course i do (laughs) when do i ever stop talking um no i think uh the last point that you made was kind of tying into something that i wanted to just kind of say before we wrapped up and you were talking about how um how like he makes things work according to like our good that's beautiful and it's like ultimately like if our lives are about him then like there's going to be beautiful things that come from it and it's going to be the best for us but I think that the problem is when we make it more about our good and less about for his glory and um I've this was like another thing that I felt like God was really just teaching me it was probably around like three years ago and it was a couple of months before I ended up uh, joining the team for our college ministry. And that's a whole crazy long story that I'm not going to share all the details of, but there was a different opportunity for me to do something. And I was really tied up of whether I was supposed to do that or whether I was supposed to stay where I was at. And, um, I felt like God just kept bringing me back to like, I'm, it's going from glory to glory and he's not going to take me from a season where I'm bringing him glory to a season where I am not. Um, unless I choose to pout and be disappointed that he brings me somewhere else because he wants to use me and it doesn't look like what I want and so I can choose to go from something where it's like oh I love this area of ministry and this is where I'm serving right now and I really like am bringing him glory to something where it's like didn't really I didn't really expect to be in that area of ministry and now I'm just going to be mad because I don't want to be there and I would much rather be doing this or I had this other dream in my heart that this is what I felt like I wanted to do within the church and I'm not serving there yet and um, all of that but he's going to bring me from glory to glory and so if he is bringing me from one area to another or for one from one job to another or from one thing to another like whatever he is bringing me from I get to choose, God, am I going to be going from glory to glory? Like, am I going to choose to give you glory in this season and glory when things change? Am I going to choose to um, to just glorify who you are through it all? Our lives are meant to be about bringing him glory. And like people that know, like my testimony know that like I tried to give up on my life like so many times and like how it is such an honor. But like I have to choose like everyday gratitude. Like I have to choose like to glorify him. Like I have to choose to grow in relationship with him. Like I have to choose to seek him and to focus on him. 
But if I'm living a life of gratitude and I've really met him, like I love that, like what I've been reading all throughout the gospels is like when people encounter him, it literally says they immediately dropped everything and followed him. And I'm like, do I live that way? Like, am I going to live that way where like, I know that God has saved my life and that he has changed my life, but am I going to live that way? Or am I going to live about, okay, he's giving me more breath in my lungs. I'm going to use it for myself. Just what a gift it is that I get to be sitting on this couch with you right now, like talking about this and like talking about who he is like because he saved my life I think that like about life being about more than just us that doesn't mean like that doesn't mean like not resting and that doesn't mean like not taking sabbath and that doesn't mean like every single second of every single day you are doing things you really need to make sure that you are seeking him and just sitting with him like when you're meant to sit with him and and journal and pray and worship and and whatever like your quiet time looks like with him like going to the secret place and like having quiet time with him like we as Christians, like if we have encountered the love of Christ, our lives are meant to reflect that. Like we don't do things because we have to, but we do things because we have experienced the love of Jesus for ourselves and other people need to experience that love. And so, and like I said this like the other day, like when we are going into church, we are praying like, God, would you fill us up even as we are serving and not just viewing it as a, okay, I have to serve. And so I'm going to be drained coming out of it. But like, no, he can still fill me in different ways. And then maybe after I can just sit back and just spend time, just me and him, like in his presence. But, um, if it's not going to be us, if we're not going to do it, if we're just going to make church about us going and being filled up every single week, then who is going to do it? Like, who is going to represent him to the world? Like, who is going to represent him as we are opening the doors of church? Like, are there going to be people that are there ready to welcome people home and love people? The cool thing about life, like, not just being about us, but it being about more, is that we get to be a part of more. That we get to be a part of not just us living our own individual lives, but we get to be a part of a family and a home. And we get to have a loving father that always has a seat at the table for his his sons and daughters that are meant to be coming home. And, um... I just think it's so important that we constantly remind ourselves of that, like constantly have a posture of gratitude and a heart that is ready to just say like, maybe I don't have everything that I I feel like I need right now, but I know that he's going to give me every single thing that I need to point more people to him. Um, And just making my life every single moment about bringing him glory, like every word said, every action done, everything, just glorifying him so that more and more people can encounter him. One thing I really, I want to touch on really quick when you were talking about like the glory to glory thing, I think that sometimes we could look at that and think that like, okay, he's going to take us to glory to glory thinking it's going to be my glory to my glory. And that's not true. When he's saying you're going from glory to glory, he's saying that like, if you're choosing to live a life surrendered to me in this season, whatever you do is going to give me glory. And the next season, what you do is going to give me glory because if I'm following Christ and that in my my goal in life is to give him glory then I am aligned with his will and I can't ever step out of that of going into a season where I'm not giving him glory when you're saying glory to glory are you thinking it's for yours or his and that's not to like bring shame if you're like oh crap I did think that meant like in each season like it was gonna be like my glory to my glory like that's okay but like take that and then just like switch that perspective Kendall thank you for coming on thank you for chatting with me thank you for carving this time out to be on this podcast if any of you were blessed by this podcast give me your feedback give me your comments 
Um, tell me what you thought about this episode. If you have anything that you're like, I want them to talk about this, please. I'm always open to suggestions. If you feel so called to give and further this ministry, I do have listener support set up. That helps us with things like computers, um, an extra mic. Kendall and I are currently sharing one. We're going back and forth. Um, but it's okay. It's again, never an obligation. I will do this if I have one mic. I will do this if I have two. I will do this if it comes to me just doing it on my phone. Um, I will do this for however long I feel called to do it. But if you feel so called to support this ministry, that's amazing. But thank you so much for listening to this podcast and sticking with us. And we love y'all so much. And we'll see you next Monday. Bye. Bye.